and welcome to Art Waves, a podcast about arts and culture in small rural towns. My name is Marian Myers, and I'm curious to learn more about the arts and the impact they have on my small town of Port Perry in the rural township of Skugog, Ontario, in the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Skugog Island. I've discovered a wide variety of passionate people creating, coaching, and connecting in my community. And today we're talking to Jack Doak, who is the owner of microbrewery Old Flame. Hi, Jack. Hi. So welcome to our podcast. So, um, Jack, tell me, tell us the story of Old Flame. There's a, there's a great backstory to it. Uh, well, first, let's um, let me introduce the kind of marketing moniker of Old Flame. Old Flame is about uh, an old boyfriend, an old girlfriend, an old flame. Everybody has one. Um, whether it was a good relationship or not so good relationship, it formed who you are today. So our brand is steeped in nostalgia and tradition um and we make beer but we're more than just a beer company we're lean more on tourism and entertainment and our connection with our communities very cool how'd you end up in port perry that's your first location for old flame how did how did that come? Uh, so I'm a 59 year old guy that was born and raised in Newmarket, Ontario. I had had other bricks and mortar businesses in Newmarket, um, primarily in the health and fitness uh, area, and I just uh, was very curious. I'm a I like beer i i got introduced to craft beer very early on um i'm not a big drinker but uh, i like beer if i'm going to choose to drink something um and i was very curious about the whole craft beer uh, movement um in fact when i wrote the business plan for old flame there were only 34 breweries in Ontario, there's now well over 400. Mm-hmm. But the intent was to put the brewery originally in Newmarket. And ironically, the cho- chosen location in Newmarket was an old fire hall in downtown Newmarket. So the um, old flame branding kind of matched up with that a bit and... Yeah, it ju- it just seemed to work. Uh, although it had nothing to do with firefighting, mm-hmm. a lot of people assume that, um, but it just worked, and the building worked. The building worked in Newmarket because it was part of the downtown community on Main Street. Uh, we pursued and answered an RFP uh, request for proposal from the from the city of Newmarket or town of Newmarket. We won that RFP, gave, giving us the right to purchase the building. But someone within uh, Newmarket's uh, council decided that if they did an environmental study on the building, 
that they could get us to pay more money for the building if they sold a clean building. Well, it kind of backfired. They actually, the building wasn't clean. The building was actually not fit for occupancy because they found some oil contamination. And there was no plan B. There was never uh, an alternative building. In fact, I waited 11 months for the town of Newmarket to do their environmental study. And they pulled me into a meeting after 11 months on a Monday and said, we can't go forward. We can't sell you the building. It's not fit for occupancy. So I often tell people the story. I came home from that meeting uh, very uh, upset, obviously. Um, I had already Did drawings. We had equipment ordered. We were. We had raised the money. We were ready to go. You had all Uh, the design work done of everything. Be part of New Market and um, spent a lot of time in that eleven months connecting with people, uh, restaurants downtown. I came home from that meeting and I told my wife, uh, "We're we're lost. We can't do New Market." And I had an office in the basement and she came down. I told her the story. She stormed off, went upstairs. Five minutes later, she came back downstairs, said, I know what to do. I said, what's that? She goes, first, tell Newmarket to go mm-hmm. themselves. Um, you should look in Port Perry. And I was quite uh, surprised with her answer. But Port Perry... Uh, we live in Newmarket. We have a cottage east of Peterborough in Havelock. And the only the only way you get from Newmarket to Havelock is you drive through, through this Port lovely Perry. town of Port Perry, which we grew very fond of. Uh, we raised three boys at that cottage and uh, kept driving through Port Perry. And, you know, it's probably 20 years ago, I said to my wife, one day I'd like to move from Newmarket and live in Port Perry, New Market's getting too busy and I love the idea of a small lakeside community. And it was her idea. She said, why don't you look in Port Perry? And like everybody else, I started on Google and uh, Googled commercial buildings for sale in Port Perry. And there was this lovely heritage building that no one knew was a heritage building because if you grew up in Port Perry, that building was known as the LCBO. And it was an awful LCBO too. Ugly, I mean, ugly, ugly building. Uh, exterior and fly yep. inside and Yep. The the in fact my research uh showed that the format in the seventies when that building would became an LCBO for whatever reason, they decided that none of their uh, locations could have windows because the theory was if people could look inside and see alcohol, it would <laughs> entice them to drink. Or break in or yeah, something. Yeah, break in. And they, they didn't really feel that that was their responsibility to promote yeah. uh, the consumption of alcohol. So. This building was wrapped in stucco and all of the uh, windows were boarded up. But on further research, we found that it was in fact a heritage building. 
And a couple of months prior, um, there was a story written by a local uh, historian, uh, Peter Vincent, uh, about the building, and I was able to acquire that story, and it turned out that it was um, built in 1884, and it was the original Ontario Carriage Factory, and it had a wonderful history of other uses. It was an early Massey Harris dealership. Uh, it was a lumber yard at some point. Um, they It was a shoe factory during the First and Second World War, they made uh, shoes and boots for the army. Um, and I'm a bit of a storyteller and I love the, the, uh, the idea. But the real connection became when we learned that the building had burnt to the ground uh, in 1980 or 1881. Uh, and it was rebuilt in 1884 as a two-story building. And then in the early 50s, the second story burnt off again. Um, and so when we started to restore the building, uh, we found all this burnt wood, this burnt Great timber. Great big beams, the, the big, big, huge beams. Huge beams, the original uh, post and beam structure. And in fact, I remember being on a scaffold with a partner and we tore down the last of uh, the, uh, we'll call them sub uh, ceilings. And when we did that, uh, all the burnt uh, timber uh, fell from the sky. And my partner at the time said, we're bleep. And uh, I said, are you kidding me? We're called the Old Flame Brewing Company. This is uh, an, an awesome part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, so we, I, you know, I googled that building. I came into town on a Tuesday at 930, unshowered, unshaved, uh, ball cap on, wandered around the building, wandered around the streets of downtown Port Perry. I, I found the uh, BIA and Chamber, Chamber um, office. Yeah. A young lady by the name of Kenna was in that office. I introduced myself. I told her I was interested in uh, putting a craft brewery in, um, in the building. Um, and she paused uh, and got on the phone and called the mayor. I said, oh, she's calling the mayor. She gets on the on the phone, she said, could somebody get me Mayor Chuck? Um, and he got on the phone and he was very excited and invited me to a, a meeting uh, at noon. Uh, I went and saw the mayor, told him what I wanted to do. And from that point forward, the... The town of Port Perry embraced the idea. We're very excited about the idea. And, you know, they bent over backwards to help us uh, see our vision through. Yeah. And it was it was an empty building at that point. The LCBO had moved out. Uh, it, it They were looking for a well, renter I, or a... Yeah. Well, ironically, it. they had art, they had put the building up for sale. It was empty. Um 
They put it up for sale. And again, ironically, the building was listed um, for the same amount of time that I was waiting that 11 months in Newmarket. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, good for us because the uh, price had actually been reduced a couple of times from the original list price. So we got a really good deal on the building. But I was in town on the Tuesday and on Friday I had an offer written up. On Monday they they accepted the offer and then we just put our foot on the pedal. And uh, I'm really, really um, happy that it turned out that way because there was a, a hunger or a thirst, if you will, for what we were going to bring to this community. Yeah. Yeah. So we did, we never looked back. We were just really happy that uh, we landed here. And did it turn out in, in what ways did it turn out different than you expected or had imagined when you were, had the concept for old flame in, in new market, what was different when, once you got going? Cause things don't always work exactly how you think they will. What was different about it? Um, well, I, I, I again, I think that there, there was just an appetite for what we were doing. You know, Port Perry itself is a considerably smaller town than Newmarket. So I think that when we showed up in Newmarket and we did this, um, you know, exciting uh, renovation of the building. I mean, a lot of people looked at the building as obviously this ugly, benign building in on the corner of Perry and Mary Street. But when we started tearing off the stucco and exposing yeah. this beautiful brick, um, brick yeah. and we, you know, we worked very closely with the heritage committee. Um, it was really important to me that, uh, you know, we find the authenticity in that building and, and we painstakingly restored the building. So it looked like its former self, um, that's not necessarily something that we would have been able to do in Newmarket. Uh, you know, the fire hall in Newmarket was a 1950s fire hall, not a, not a ton of character. Mm -hmm. um, and in Newmarket, you know, we would have just been a kind of another entity uh, with a downtown that was already bustling. Um, yeah. But in port, it was like pe people got really, really excited. Um, you know, again, when we when we opened, uh, the anticipation for what we were going to be providing or offering uh, the community, I mean, there was lineups around the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, and people go and just hang out there, right? They And it's a meeting place. It's a gathering place. It's, uh, it's become things that... Uh, are, are beyond it being uh, like a, a restaurant or a cafe or even a coffee shop. It's just got so much more. About yeah. It. It's not, it, you know, if people uh, come to uh, the location in, in port, you know, it's, it's way more than just a brewery selling mm -hmm. beer. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we could have like just simply left the building the way it was and throw a coat of paint on it. Yeah. Um, but we didn't do that. We immersed ourselves in, in the culture, um, 
and the well, history. Well, you're within the, you know, four six blocks of of a lot of Victorian era retail buildings and homes that are right on the main street in the commercial district that are old, you know, homes from the 1800s. So you you in fact managed to turn a corner back into the look that worked. Uh, too. Yeah, I think that. Um us restoring the building back to its former uh, glory, if you will, um, kind of stretched the community, you know, from Queen, Two the blocks. shopping on <laughs> Queen Street to, um, you know, we're on the corner of Perry and Mary Street. We can see the water from our courtyard and we can see uh, the shopping area or shopping district from our front door. But I think it was the mutual respect, right? That the respect that we showed the community that, hey, we're going to do something grand here. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we got that respect uh, back twofold uh, because of what we did uh, with the brewery. And it is very much a, a community hub now. Yeah. I mean, I like to ask people, what would the town be like if Old Flame wasn't here now? Um, it's become in a very short period of time, seven and a half years, um, part part of the landscape uh, mm -hmm. in Port Perry. Well, it's it, a music venue too now. And it, there had been music venues here and there yeah. are music venues, and but some of them came and went and came and went and... Uh, do music and entertainment to varying degrees, but you guys at Old Flame really stuck with it. You've really done a lot of music and games nights and... Yeah, you know, um, it's evolved in such a way. The, the whole industry is of craft uh, beer has evolved in such a way that, um, you know, beer's not the main reason people come. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we have to entertain people. We have to, um, I think it was uh, Warren Buffett that said that that uh, the smartest thing to do for a company is to constantly delight uh, their customers. And I think that we try to do that every day. We try to create an environment that, that people come in and say, wow, this is cool. And I mean, we make great beer, award-winning beer, um, but we're a lot more, to this community, we're a lot more than just a beer company. Yeah. Uh, we've become part of the fabric. Yeah. Now, how, now you've been undergoing expansions in that seven and a half years, so tell that part of the story what's what's happened with the expansion well again the the irony is very deep here um so uh i did in fact move from Newmarket to port perry and and my wife and i love it here uh we live about a 10 minute walk uh 10 12 minute walk from the brewery i um I don't like to commute. Uh, so I, in, in all the businesses that I've been involved with, I've never actually commuted more than five, six minutes from uh, where I spend my day. Um, but I, ironically, we've had uh, good success in port. I think that uh, across Durham region, um, 
people got to know our brand. Um, you know, for a few summers there, we we had three of the top five selling craft beers uh, in all of Kawartha Lakes. Um, we've won numerous awards. Um, so I, again, I, ironically, um, my childhood friend is now the mayor of Newmarket. Uh, his name is John Taylor. Uh, he called me up. Uh, said, hey, listen, I've been following and watching you guys. It's been great. Very excited for you. Hey, do you guys still want that fire hall? Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, you know, the entrepreneur that I am, I, I never close the book on things and um, always curious. And uh, I said, sure, what's, uh, what's going on? He said, well, there's another RFP coming out. We can't sell you the building, um, but we are offering an attractive long-term lease for someone to come and, you know, readapt the building and restore the building. And we think it would be perfect for a, a brewery. Um, now, again, I don't want to get him in any trouble. Like we didn't win that RFP because he's my friend. Um, we just have a really cool. And you weren't, uh, but it's because you, you mentioned, cause you weren't looking, you weren't. No, it, no. It, it yeah. Was, that was a. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, the mayor of Newmarket didn't call me, I wasn't looking for a building in Newmarket, um, I always thought that the that the old fire home on Main Street would make a great brewery, and if it wasn't us, maybe it would have been a, another brand, mm -hmm. another brewery. So, I thought it was a perfect opportunity for us to uh, see the original vision through. Um, now we we did answer that RFP, and we did win again, and. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, unfortunate thing is that uh, when we did um, finally decide that, yes, we're going to go ahead with uh, the, a new, a second location in Newmarket, uh, it was right in the middle of the pandemic. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know too many uh, business people or entrepreneurs that would have uh, jumped on the idea or get excited about the idea of expanding during a global pandemic. Oh, hey, but, Scoop uh, Council for the Arts did, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yes. You know, we walked right into that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And and don't we know that, um, you and I. But, uh, hey, to the, to the brave go the spoils, right? Yeah. And uh, so if I've been a risk taker all my life and I thought that uh, – our brand had had success and enough success that it warranted uh, sharing the brand with another community. Yeah. Yeah. And you've gone beyond that. What's next? Uh, well, I appreciate the, the ask. Uh, um, we've now launched a third location uh, right downtown in Toronto's distillery district. Um, and, uh, we're right now we're the the time uh, or the date of this podcast we're uh, right in the middle of the uh, very popular winter village uh, market in the distillery we got opened uh, 
November 17th, just in time for the winter market, um, which we're very excited about. Um, you know, to describe our brand to somebody, it's it's steeped again in nostalgia. Um, but we pride ourselves in authenticity. Um, we don't go into a building or a community and try to manufacture a look or, or um, you know, take a building and try to make it look like a heritage building. Um, what we like is heritage buildings or older buildings. Um, so you could imagine for me, the distillery is very much uh, amused uh, to me and it has been well before I created um, Old Flame in Port Perry or Newmarket. In fact, um, being in the distillery with my family on numerous occasions, um, when I wrote the business plan for Old Flame, we, we uh, as a family, took a trip to the winter market in the distillery. And uh, I turned to my wife and said one day, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if uh, I was able to put an Old Flame brewery in the distillery? It just mm -hmm. it just came to fruition. Yeah, right? very oh, cool. Yeah. Very very cool. I think uh, being part of a community and being a, a stable part of a community too is is really important now in this time of recovery from COVID and people uh, are regathering, but there are also, I think, uh, you know, the sentimentality. Uh, they're feeling sentimental too and that is makes old flame be more of a home to them it adds so much to this community yeah and and again i think it again goes back to um nostalgia and history and storytelling um i'm gonna steal a line from my uh uh, VP of operations, Richard Park. Um, he believes that we are the curators of the original human connection. Um, and, you know, the one thing that you'll find that's consistent in all of our locations is that, you know, there, there are often people that say, oh, you know, the Leaf game is on or right now the World Cup is on. Uh, couldn't you guys add some televisions, right? It's <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 we're not a sports bar. Uh, we're not trying to be a sports bar. Um, no, you can do that somewhere else, right? You can go to a local wing place and have some wings and some macro beers and watch the game. That's not us. Um, in fact, my staff is actually trained that if they see a group of people or even just a couple sitting at a table or in a comfy chair, if they're on their phones, they, they walk over and say, hey, you know, maybe you guys should put the phones down and actually talk to each with each other, yeah. right? That, you know, look at it. At the end of the day, you know, the, the craft uh, beer industry, um, the goal of the Ontario Craft Brewers Association, 
as an entity, their goal was, or their mission was that just like back 120 years ago, every small community had a bre- their own brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, their mandate was if we could have a, a local brewery in every small rural town of uh, Ontario, that would be very exciting to them. Again, when I wrote the business plan, um, we were the first brewery in, in, uh, of, of our size. We were the first brewery in Durham region. There was a small uh, nano brewery that started about a year and a half prior to us called Five Paddles. Um, but now in just Durham region alone, there are 14 breweries. Yeah. Um, Getting a little crowded, but uh, Add I, it to I the pizza places. Too. Yeah, is yeah, pizza, pizza hairdressers, <laughs> and breweries. Right. Um, I just think people just really loved it so much that they saw themselves uh, running a brewery. Yeah. I mean, how excited, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, there's the groups of people around that you know. If they love golf, they always, oh, I want to own a golf course one day, right? If you love beer, now you're just like, oh, I want to own a brewery right now. Yeah. It's still a complicated business, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you still need to have some experience and figure out what, yeah. how to do it. Right? Well, it's a great place. You know, as you know, I've got one daughter who's getting married there and, and uh, holding her yeah. wedding there. And yeah, right. I think it's really cool because... We laughed and said, oh, you have to have it at Old Flame. Like, it's already, like, decorated. You don't have to do anything. The oh, place yeah. just looks great. And they met, uh, she and her fiancé met at an open mic in Toronto. They're musicians. And yeah. so they just love the idea of that you guys built a new stage in there recently. Yeah. And, you know, so they're going to haul out all their gear and lots of their friends are musicians. And it's going to be a wedding open mic night kind of a awesome. sphere, which yeah, is awesome. kind of fun. Right? Yeah. It's the kind of fun you want to see going on in, in the community. Yeah. And, you know, people are looking for, um, you know, different venues, uh, venues that uh, represent who they are. Right. Not everybody yeah. wants to get married a in a legion or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, another golf course. Um, so we try to create a, a unique experience. Um, uh, you know, as you know, in all locations, um, I'm a bit of an old picker, uh, if you will. I like history. I like old things. And uh, the, it's no mistake that the breweries are decorated in such a way that you know, the authenticity again of items, people often come to the brewery and, you know, they've been there dozens of times before, but they see something new that uh, strikes them each time they're, they're there. I like to say that, I mean, I, I didn't like history in high school, um, but I think that people don't realize how much they love history until they're actually sitting amongst historical uh items if you will and they think oh my god that brings me back brings me back yeah well thank you jack so much uh for being with us today 
and to our audience, Chi Megwech, for spending time with us today. Thanks to The Wanted for their song Before the Fall and the Ontario Trillium Foundation for the grant that got this done. Visit skugogarts.ca to get the scoop on what we're up to and hit subscribe. Join us every Tuesday for an episode of Art Waves.